Section 9 of U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency Aldridge Plan. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. U.S. Money versus Corporation Currency Aldridge Plan by Alfred Owen Crozier. Chapter 7 Confessions of Wall Street. Letters from Banks and Financiers political conspiracy documentary proof the central bank plan was originated by wall street and now is being actively promoted by the big banks and financiers of that centre of high finance of that pregnant fact there is not the slightest doubt overwhelming evidence of the most convincing character is given in this volume the people have a right to know the truth before their congress acts they are entitled to information disclosing just who started the movement what interests are promoting or financing it the benefits such interests expect to derive therefrom and the effect its success will have upon the country and the welfare of its inhabitants with that object in view the writer recently wrote over his own signature letters similar to the one hereinafter given in full addressed to many of the biggest banks trust companies insurance companies and financiers of wall street while those replying doubtless did not realize the purpose of the inquiry or expect publication of their replies there should be no legitimate objection to their publicity no deception was employed the inquiries were pertinent to a public question of great general interest the letters were from and the replies to a perfect stranger the correspondence is written confession evidence of the highest order officially and conclusively showing for the information and enlightenment of the people of the united states the important fact that the most prominent and powerful banks and financiers of wall street favor and zealously are helping to promote the aldrich plan for a privately owned central bank named national reserve association to monopolize the entire public currency of the republic the writer here publicly acknowledges his appreciation for the courtesy of such replies and makes no charges or deductions against those writing them but leaves the language of each letter to speak for itself in making the letters public he believes he is violating no confidence as none were marked confidential but is performing a high duty and he hopes also rendering at least a slight public service national city bank the national city bank is the most prominent financial institution in wall street it is the largest bank in the united states often it is called the standard oil institution but now it is said that the several supremely potent financial interests or groups of wall street that once warred on each other but now are alleged to cooperate in feasting off the public all are directly or indirectly interested in the affairs or doings of this one great bank the banking colossus of america its capital is twenty five million dollars its surplus and undivided profits twenty seven million four hundred seventy five thousand total fifty two million four hundred seventy five thousand dollars 
which vast sum is nearly equal to the combined capital and surplus of one-third of the total seven thousand three hundred thirty-one national banks of the united states taking the smaller banks this bank also has individual deposits one hundred eighty two million seven hundred nine thousand dollars deposits by banks sixty seven million nine hundred eight thousand dollars by u s government six hundred fifty eight thousand dollars and other liabilities six million one hundred forty one thousand dollars total three hundred eleven million nine hundred thirty thousand dollars it has resources loans and discounts one hundred thirty seven million nine hundred fifty four thousand dollars u s bonds nine million nine hundred seven thousand dollars state and municipal bonds forty two million ninety one thousand dollars circulating notes or bank note currency four million nine thousand dollars due from banks eleven million eight hundred seventy four thousand dollars cash and exchange one hundred four million eight hundred three thousand dollars other resources eight million three hundred thousand dollars its directors are j p morgan jr henry c frick george w perkins j ogden armor c h mccormick moses taylor frank a vanderlip c h dodge jacob h schiff james stillman samuel sloan john w sterling p a valentine joseph p grace h a c taylor w d sloan william rockefeller f m bacon s s palmer edwin s marston g h milliken james a stillman james h post while this often is called the standard oil bank it will be seen that the two great alleged wall street parties morgan and standard oil are merged in the control of this imperial bank the steel beef harvester and other great trusts and railroads and vast foreign capital all are represented on its board the first national bank with ten million dollars capital twenty one million one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars surplus one hundred sixty million ninety thousand dollars resources and the national bank of commerce with twenty five million dollars capital fifteen million five hundred thirty two thousand dollars surplus and two hundred seven million one hundred thirty thousand dollars resources are the companion financial giants largely controlled by the same interests as also is the continental and commercial national bank of chicago that has twenty million dollars capital ten million two hundred eighty five thousand dollars surplus and over two hundred million dollars resources the combined sources of these four great banks is one billion dollars and indirectly they control many billions and dominate many banks in new york and elsewhere throughout the united states the recent organization of the national city company with ten million dollars capital said to be owned or controlled by the national city bank or its stockholders was reported to have been largely accomplished out of the excess profits by an extra ten million dollars cash dividend made by the bank for the purpose of holding or dealing in stock market and other securities and things thought to be unlawful for a national bank to own 
the public press has said substantially that this side partner corporation already had acquired interest in the capital stock of nearly a hundred other banks in various parts of the united states but that lately it has sold or parted with actual possession of such bank stocks whether its accumulation of stock in other banks was with the purpose of ultimately controlling or increasing its influence on the proposed national reserve association the stock of which under the aldrich plan would be exclusively owned by the banks not pro rata but in proportion to size of capital of each bank and thereby to obtain a larger hold upon the entire public currency and all the revenues of the government to be turned over to such central bank under the aldrich plan only those on the inside can tell whether the subsequent reported shifting of the ownership or possession of such bank stocks was due to official objection or to fear that the regretted publicity of the fact of their acquisition might alarm and prejudice the public into fearing that wall street already was getting ready quickly to seize control of the central bank and the entire public currency and the public revenues to use the same for its purposes thereby perhaps endangering the passage of the scheme by congress the writer does not dare to say was this bank or its side partner corporation to be the holding company for the stock of enough banks to control the national reserve association so that in effect it would have as much power and control over the public currency as though congress by law made the national city bank direct the great private central bank of the country this bank or its principal officers for years have been ardent and consistent advocates of the central bank plan in public addresses circulars letters and literature circulated at large expense its president frank a vanderlip has been particularly prominent intelligent and active in the movement the writer does not criticize or question their right to do this doubtless a central bank would greatly add to the profit and power of this bank therefore it would be only natural that they strain every nerve and sinew to bring about the passage of the act by congress but writer believes that the people whose servant congress is should know the facts this done the people must judge for themselves whether they want for their patriotic welfare just what wall street wants for its selfish interests the following letters and replies explain themselves plankenton house european plan h stanley green manager milwaukee wisconsin november twenty nineteen eleven national city bank new york city gentlemen kindly send me here any printed information issued by you on the aldridge monetary plan do you understand that a bank gets four per cent dividends only on that part of its subscription called in in cash or on the face of its subscription to national reserve association stock will the credit of the government be pledged to make it certain that the currency of the said association always will be maintained at par what are the prospects for early favorable action by congress thanking you i am very truly yours signed alfred o crozier the national city bank of new york capital twenty five million dollars surplus and undivided profits twenty five million dollars 
cable address city bank new york november twenty four nineteen eleven mr alfred o crozier plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin dear sir replying to your favor of november twentieth we beg to send you herewith a copy of the revised plan of senator aldrich for monetary legislation in which you will find the complete details of senator aldrich's ideas under separate cover we are also sending you a copy of an address made by our president mr vanderlip before the commercial club of chicago on the aldrich plan as originally submitted and we also send you a copy of addresses made by mr vanderlip this past summer before the chautauqua association on modern banking in which you will find material covering the general idea in paragraph number four of the plan enclosed herewith you will find a statement of the proposed distribution of earnings from this you will note that after the payment of all expenses and taxes the stockholders shall receive four per cent there is no definite statement as to just what principle this four per cent is to be paid on but our natural assumption is that it would be paid on the amount of cash actually paid in we do not understand that it is contemplated that dividends will be paid on anything but actual cash subscriptions in paragraph seventy one of the plan you will note that it is provided that the notes of the national reserve association shall be received at par in payment of all taxes excises and other dues to the united states and for all salaries and other debts and demands owing by the united states to individuals corporations or associations except obligations of the government which are by their terms specifically payable in gold and for all debts due from or by one bank to another and for all obligations due to a bank it will be seen from this paragraph that the notes of the reserve association are to be legal tender as to any specific pledge of the credit of the government to make it certain that the currency of the association always will be maintained at par however we do not understand that such a pledge is contemplated it is quite impossible for us to predict what may be done along the lines of favorable action by congress at an early date our only guide to this possibility is the fact that there is at present a widespread movement to induce early action along this line you will undoubtedly have noticed from the public press that there have been organized in various states branches of an organization entitled the national citizens league for the dissemination of information regarding our currency and banking problems and it is to be assumed that the object of the league is to educate the people to understand the problems and to comprehend also the necessity for prompt action by congress you will also have noted that practically the entire session of the american bankers association now in convention at new orleans has been devoted to consideration of senator aldrich's plan it is quite likely that the favorable attitude of the members of the association will have considerable weight with congress these two circumstances would seem to indicate that a good deal of pressure will be brought upon congress to pass this legislation at an early date whether or not such pressure will be effective is of course a matter for time to determine and we could not make any prophecy along this line 
trusting that we have covered the points you raised to your satisfaction we are very truly yours signed f a vanderlip by a h a h enclosures this confession that pressure is to be brought on congress and of course on members of congress by the banks of the country is of the greatest significance and importance that seems to be the bank way of getting legislation beneficial to banks always further correspondence between the national city bank and the author will be found in the chapter the legal tender joker as the corporate currency is not made a tender for the payment of private debts the above statement that it is to be legal tender is not true notice that the organization cited as publicly promoting the measure the national citizens league was the outgrowth of the action taken by the new york chamber of commerce march two nineteen eleven for the formation of such a public organization to corral the people and businessmen to support this wall street scheme national bank of commerce the national bank of commerce is said to be the leading morgan bank of wall street with forty directors twenty five million dollars capital fifteen million one hundred sixty one thousand six hundred sixty dollars surplus and undivided profits ninety five million nine hundred fifty four thousand one hundred twenty dollars of individual deposits and eighty million three hundred seventy seven thousand one hundred seventy dollars of other deposits its total resources being over two hundred fifteen million dollars another alleged morgan bank the first national has ten million dollars capital twenty one million one hundred eighty nine thousand dollars surplus and undivided profits and one hundred sixty million ninety thousand dollars of resources it is said that every important financial institution in new york during the panic of nineteen o seven or since was practically forced or induced to surrender to the big wall street combine and this combine in turn is known to be closely affiliated with the rothschilds and other individual and incorporated interests that control the vast billions of liquid and invested capital of europe the boards of directors of the national city bank and the national bank of commerce representing the two great dominating groups morgan and standard oil are interlaced and bound together by certain powerful common directors the same thing is true of the first national bank of new york and the continental and commercial national bank of chicago in fact these banks comprise the financial big four now said to be morally bound together in an impregnable offensive and defensive alliance with which is alleged to be directly or indirectly affiliated practically every big bank insurance and trust company railroad and trust in the united states no bank anywhere now would feel that it could safely resist the demands or refuse to follow any orders if made by this great consolidated and incorporated money power this group of four banks has a billion dollars of resources and the interests therewith are said to directly or indirectly control or dominate a large share of the two billion dollars of capital and twenty-three billion dollars of resources of all the banking institutions of the country 
and the $25 billion of listed securities. And it is alleged that through these, and other direct or indirect agencies, this one great combine dominated by a mere handful of men to a large extent now controls practically everything worth going after in the united states the national city bank has twenty-four directors the bank of commerce forty the continental and commercial national bank forty-four total one hundred eight but there are many duplications so that less than one hundred men with their affiliations now seem to control about everything tangible in the country with the start they have obtained their limitless resources the foundation of which largely consists of the deposits savings of the people their ability to borrow billions of bank credit and the boundless power at their command if they are allowed to go on unchecked soon they will virtually own the republic and all its inhabitants this big four is the head centre of the movement to induce congress to create a private central bank the national reserve association and it will no doubt rule that corporation if it has to buy control of the stock of half the banks in the united states as it has the resources to do for with it they would get the right to print and issue without limit billions of dollars of corporate currency to be used as money and power by manipulating the volume of the currency to permit expansion and force contraction by twenty four thousand three hundred ninety two banks of the twenty three billion dollars of bank loans and resources thereby gaining life and death control over the business and activities of every borrowing individual and corporation also power artificially and automatically to raise and lower the prices of all securities property and labor by merely increasing and decreasing the discount rate and the supply of money the directors of the national bank of commerce are j p morgan jr george j gould brayton ives allen a ryan j f dryden john claflin a d juilliard a w crutch a islin jr levi p morton frank a vanderlip d guggenheim h p whitney p d cravath jacob h schiff h p davidson h a smith e j burwind f cromwell v morowetz j s alexander j h parker j b duke f sturgis j n jarvie george f baker t h hubbard w a day c j blair v p snyder w langdon c a peabody w a simonson a w mellon h w de forest a w wiggins f l hine charles lanier c h russell c h allen the following letter shows the interest and activity of that bank for the aldrich central bank plan national bank of commerce in new york capital surplus and undivided profits forty million dollars president james s alexander vice presidents henry a smith r g hutchins jr cashier nielsen olcott assistant cashiers oliver i pillot ferris r russell a j oxenham samuel wilcox 
manager foreign department g s mason january three nineteen twelve alfred o crozier esq the romaine cincinnati ohio dear sir we are in receipt of your favor of december twentieth and in answer would say that we have not issued any printed matter relative to the aldrich bill but take pleasure in sending you under separate cover a pamphlet issued by one of our banks showing the bill as originally submitted some time ago and also the revised bill of recent date in case the bill should pass and become operative we do not understand that the government would guarantee in any way currency issued by the national reserve association the writer has not before him the annual message of president taft but his recollection is that the aldrich bill was favorably mentioned therein yours respectfully h a smith vice president the continental and commercial national bank the chicago member of the big four is the continental and commercial national bank this has been called the standard oil institution of the west financially it is alleged to be the siamese twin of the national city bank of new york and brother-in-law of the bank of commerce and the first national following are its forty-four directors j ogden armor e h gary a j erling f e weyerhauser w j chalmers frank hibbard edward hines joseph h talbert r h McElwee, t p phillips alfred coles e s lacy r c lake r van vechten f a hardy w i osborne george m reynolds j c black b a eckert a robertson robert t lincoln w h mcdowell joy martin darius miller a f banks e j buffington m h wilson r j dunham c h weaver james w stevens john c craft ames mcveigh e a cudahy e p ripley charles h thorne j f harris s mcroberts e a porter william v kelly e p russell d h burnham c t boynton h f perkins a h milliken the following letter from its president who has been very prominent in his support of the aldrich private central bank plan by way of public addresses and otherwise was written on his return from the meeting of the american bankers association at new orleans of which association formerly he was president capital surplus and undivided profits thirty million dollars continental and commercial national bank of chicago george m reynolds president edward s lacy chairman of advisory committee chicago november twenty ninth nineteen eleven alfred o crozier esq care plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin my dear sir your favor of the twenty-first instant received during my absence from the city has just been handed to me and i have noted contents of same under the revised plan as made by senator aldrich the maximum amount of dividend to go to the banks subscribing for the stock of the national reserve association is five per cent in addition to this provision is made for the accumulation of a reserve or surplus fund to an amount equal to twenty per cent of the capital stock so that the subscribing banks would get for the present 
provided the association is organized and the dividends earned, a dividend of 5%, but in the event of the sale of the stock or withdrawal from the association, it would be paid for the same at its book value, which would include its proportionate share of the surplus of reserve. The plan does not propose that the credit of the government be pledged to secure the currency which will be issued by the association. Referring to the prospect for early favorable action by Congress, I beg to say that while sentiment is rapidly crystallizing around the bill, naturally it is a bill concerning which most people are not familiar, and it will probably be necessary for a campaign of education to be waged before it can finally be successful. I enclose herein revised plan as proposed by Senator Aldridge, and beg to remain, yours very truly, G. M. Reynolds, President. J. P. Morgan & Co., Wall Street, Corner Broad, New York, Drexel & Company, Philadelphia, Morgan, Grenfell & Company, London, Morgan, Harges & Company, Paris, New York, November 28, 1911, Alfred O. Crozier, Esquire, Care Plankenton House, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dear Sir, in reply to your letter of the 24th instant, we would say that we do not have any copies of the Aldridge plan and are unable to give you the information desired. Yours truly, J.P. Morgan and Company. New York Clearing House, William Scherer, Manager, William J. Gilpin, Assistant Manager. New York Clearing House, 7783 Cedar Street, New York, November 29, 1911. Alfred O. Crozier, Esquire, Care, Plankenton House, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dear Sir, referring to yours of the 24th instant, would say that this institution does not issue any printed matter in connection with the Aldridge plan. One of our banks, however, has issued a copy of the revised edition of the plan, which I have pleasure in sending you under separate cover. Very truly yours, signed, William Scherer, Manager. The document referred to was received. It was entitled, The New Aldridge Currency System, Revised Edition, 1911, issued by the Fourth National Bank of the City of New York. New York Stock Exchange Secretary's Office, New York, November 28, 1911 Alfred O. Crozier, Esquire, Milwaukee, Wisconsin Dear Sir, Answering your letter of November 24, 1911, I regret to say that I am unable to give you any information in the matter you refer to. Yours truly, George M. Ely, Secretary. New York Chamber of Commerce Chamber of Commerce of the State of New York, founded April 5, 1768. A. Barton Hepburn, President. Sereno S. Pratt, Secretary. Charles T. Gwynn, Assistant Secretary. Vice Presidents, Cleveland H. Dodge, James J. Hill, George F. Baer, William A. Nash, J. Pierpont Morgan, Jacob H. Schiff, Otto G. Bernard, Arthur Curtis James, John Claflin, A. Foster Higgins, James Talcott, William H. Porter, Treasurer. New York, November 28, 1911. Dear Sir, I take pleasure in sending to you, in reply to your request of November 24th, the monthly bulletins of the New York Chamber of Commerce for March and April 1911, 
which contains a report from the chamber's delegates to the monetary conference held in washington in january and also the debate upon this report yours very truly sereno s pratt secretary mr alfred o crozier care plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin the bulletins mentioned were received and are extensively quoted from by the author in chapter wall street's first plan the fourth national bank of the city of new york james g gannon president samuel s campbell vice president charles h patterson vice president daniel j rogers cashier e w davenport assistant cashier charles e meek assistant cashier new york friday november twenty fourth nineteen eleven mr alfred o crozier care plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin dear sir in reply to your esteemed favor of the twenty first instant we take pleasure in forwarding you under separate cover a copy of our latest publication on the new aldridge currency system revised on pages six and seven of which you will find articles marked which we think will answer satisfactorily inquiries made in your letter concerning dividends etc thanking you for your interest we beg to remain yours very truly s s campbell vice president union trust company of new york edwin g merrill president augustus w kelly vice president john v b thayer vice president and secretary edward r merritt vice president carol c rawlings trust officer henry h popham t w hartshorn henry m merrick assistant secretaries union trust company of new york eighty broadway all communications should be addressed to union trust company of new york p o box ten fifteen cable address unitrust new york november twenty ninth nineteen eleven mr alfred o crozier care plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin dear sir replying to your favor of the twenty fourth instant would say that this company has issued no printed matter explanatory of the aldrich plan but i think if you will apply to the secretary of the american bankers association in the hanover national bank building new york city you will be accommodated with such literature as they may have on the subject yours respectfully j v b thayer vice president american bankers association the above letter is interesting as evidence that the american bankers association has its headquarters in the wall street district thus we have the body officially representing the entire banking system and the financiers of wall street brought together with headquarters in wall street in a great common effort to promote a private central bank for mutual benefit the following official declaration by the american bankers association that in his message of december twenty one nineteen eleven to congress president taft endorsed the aldrich plan is of the highest importance as showing the wall street point of view and particularly because wall street and the big banks generally know what they are talking about politically the american bankers association eleven pine street new york president william livingstone president dime savings bank detroit michigan first vice president charles h huddig president third national bank st louis missouri 
chairman executive council arthur reynolds president des moines national bank des moines iowa general secretary fred e farnsworth eleven pine street new york city treasurer j fletcher farrell vice president fort dearborn national bank chicago illinois assistant secretary william g fitzwilson eleven pine street new york city general counsel thomas b patton eleven pine street new york city manager protective department l w gammon eleven pine street new york city december twenty seventh nineteen eleven mr alfred o crozier care the romaine middleton avenue cincinnati o dear sir acknowledging your favor of december twenty second i am sending to you under separate cover such literature as has been issued from time to time from this office on request we have not published any matter in outright support of the aldrich plan that is more than is conveyed by these documents our last convention in new orleans was given largely to the discussion of the national reserve association there were fourteen or fifteen addresses all of which will be published in our annual proceedings the association is of course on record as favoring the national reserve association plan resolutions having been passed at our executive council meeting last may and also at the convention in new orleans referring to your inquiry about president taft's attitude we have no further advices than extracts from the president's message to congress in which it appears that he endorses the aldrich plan very truly yours fred e farnsworth general secretary new york life insurance company the following shows the attitude of the big wall street insurance companies new york life insurance company new york new york darwin p kingsley president november twenty eighth nineteen eleven mr alfred c crozier plankenton house milwaukee wisconsin dear sir replying to your favor of the twenty-fourth instant i send you under another cover copy of an address delivered in april last in which i referred incidentally to the aldrich plan of currency reform as you will see by the reference i am in favor of some such plan as mr aldrich has outlined because the present plan breeds panics instead of preventing them mr aldridge's plan is still under discussion and has been considerably modified since the first draft was published it has just been heartily endorsed by the bankers convention at new orleans under full consideration the provisions covering the issue of circulating notes have so far as i have noticed been the least questioned of any they deserve careful study in a general way they provide for a gradual taking over of the privilege of issuing circulating notes the banks being allowed to retain their present bond secured circulation if they choose to do so but not to add to it when taken over the reserve association is to issue its own notes in place of those of the banks which have been redeemed the reserve association is also to have power to issue additional notes within certain well-defined limits and upon certain conditions as to security and taxation these conditions are such as to provide a volume of currency that shall expand and contract according to the necessities of business 
the clause respecting the security of notes issued by the reserve association in the revised draft published in october reads as follows quote, all note issues of the reserve association must be covered to the extent of at least one-third by gold or other lawful money and the remaining portion by bankable commercial paper as herein defined or obligations of the united states but no notes shall be issued whenever the lawful money so held shall fall below one-third of the notes outstanding quote. Quote, the notes to constitute a first lien upon all the assets of the national reserve association and shall be redeemable in lawful money on presentation at the head office of the national reserve association or any of its branches as the capital stock of the reserve association is to be approximately three hundred million dollars and the national bank circulation is less than eight hundred million dollars the notes of the association will be covered by one-third gold or lawful money and two-thirds by commercial paper of obligations of the united states while the capital stock of the bank will be an additional security equal to more than one-third of present issues it would appear therefore that the notes of the association will be amply secured there is every reason to suppose that the management of a national reserve association such as is outlined by mr aldridge will be composed of men of as high character as those who will occupy high places in the government and that they will be even more experienced in financial affairs there seems to be also ample provisions for preventing the association from falling under the control either of politicians on the one hand or of what is called wall street influence on the other in short the wisdom of both politicians and of financial experts will be united under a system that will make the currency and credit systems of the country available for legitimate business and the sinister influences in both politics and finance will not be able to use them for selfish purposes under the present system the currency of the country does not expand when business expands and when a bank's funds are all loaned out its customers can borrow no more during such times currency accumulates from taxes in the treasury and is deposited in banks at the discretion of the secretary of the treasury it is therefore within the power of the banks and of the secretary of the treasury to make money scarce if they choose to do so and when a certain limit has been reached it becomes scarce in spite of them in my judgment the plan of the national reserve association will go a long way toward preventing stringency and panics and in equalizing interest rates throughout the country as to the prospects of favorable action by congress no one can say but if bankers and businessmen generally demand the enactment of mr aldridge's plan into law it will be done the banks have naturally taken more interest thus far than the businessmen because it is their specialty but from now it will be up to the businessmen to consider the plan and express their opinions very truly yours darwin p kingsley president this is an interesting contribution to the subject and a valuable one the statement that quote, 
the bankers have naturally taken more interest thus far than the businessmen because it is their specialty end quote, is true and highly important the intimation in these letters from the highest financial circles of wall street that the aldrich plan approved unanimously by wall street contains ironclad provisions to prevent this private corporation as mr kingsley says quote, from falling under the control either of politicians on the one hand or of what is called wall street influence on the other end quote, is we believe rather pickwickian and belongs to the domain of subtle humor the above published correspondence of course will be sufficient to establish to the satisfaction of everybody that all the big banks trust companies insurance companies and financiers of wall street are united and exceedingly active supporters of the aldrich plan for a great private central bank owned exclusively by the banks and controlling the entire public currency of the united states and there is ample public evidence by published speeches and articles made by railroad presidents and trust magnates that such corporations all largely under the control of wall street are also behind this measure these special interests always are non-partisan or rather bipartisan whenever they must have both republican and democratic legislative votes for a measure conferring upon themselves greatly increased profits and power and it is illuminating to see that such interests and president taft in his message to congress on december twenty one nineteen eleven earnestly urged that this question which in every sense and in the highest degree is political shall be made non-political and non-partisan if this plan succeeds it will keep the great majority of the people the masses who certainly are opposed to substituting a corporation currency for government money and control of all money by a private syndicate under act of congress divided about equally between the republican and democratic parties this will enable the relatively small number of supporters of the aldrich plan to act as a dominating balance of power and force the scheme upon the country notwithstanding it is offensive to and opposed probably by three-fourths if not nine-tenths of all the voters of the united states these powerful wall street interests have the undoubted legal right to want and to fight to obtain control in their hands or in a private corporation owned by their banks of a monopoly of the entire public currency the money supply of all the people presumably they do not think it would work to their disadvantage or lessen the power and profits of the banks and of wall street we have a right at least to suspect that a private central bank under their direct or indirect control would increase in fact greatly augment their profits and power and this at the sole expense of the people do the people for their welfare want just what wall street desires and is seeking for its interests congress must soon decide this question for the people and the people should lose no time in making congress fully aware of the popular will end of section nine